on that note, start. <laughs> okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Bloody Bubbles Podcast. Bloody Bubbles. We were just talking about how I'm not on meth. It's true. Wait, but I did. Not, no, for real, she's not. She's never done it. Ever. Never. I don't. I honestly wouldn't know what it looked like if I saw it. episode is brought to you by restaurant.com. With restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with restaurant.com, used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www restaurant.com slash podcast that's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase restaurant.com the best deal every meal okay it's uh yep no we're talking about (laughs) i took apart my fan because it was full of dog fur Yes. <laughs> I paused. I said dog for a long time, I feel like. Okay. It's not full of dog. I had a husky who passed away over a year ago, and his hair is still in my house. And then I have a Zoe, and she's corgi and something else fluffy, and she sheds a lot. And then I have a little boxer pit bull mix who's adorable, and her name is Shishi, and she's a lot, but I love her so much. Yep. You guys usually hear about her. I, I talk about you as if you've never heard her. <laughs> Or squeaker toy oh, no, in the back. Zoe. Zoe's the super Zoe, barker. Yeah, she's very um, aggressive. Liquor. Liquor, liquor, liquor. She's a little oh. liquor. You lint liquor. I love those commercials. Lint liquor? Mm. <laughs> those were the days. So, so we we need to we need to shout out some shouts. Oh, oh. we have our first Patreon hey, donor. Thank you, Patreon donor. I don't know what that sound sword is. <laughs> It is our friends, um, Kendra and Amber. Thank you, thank you. They are fellow podcasters, and their um, their podcast is How Not to Raise a Murderer. Hey, so don't don't raise them. Don't do it. Um, Listen, if you think you are, uh, I'm gonna have to tune in. (laughs) Shit just got real. Um, No, yeah, they are our first Patreon donors. I'm so excited. And um, Kendra is working on. I got to guest star on their podcast. And Say she, what? Yeah, it was, uh, and the story uh, ruined my whole day. So go listen to me have a full-on panic attack. I'm not sure when it will when it will be released, but keep an eye on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you follow us. And, and you'll see it. Again? What are their, what's their, how not to raise a murderer. Not to raise a murderer. They're they, everywhere. Podcasts can be found. Okay. But they are our first Patreon donor. Thank you. Are they, do they have Insta or Tweeties um, or Facebook? Okay. It's funny you talk about her Twitter handle because it's just the initials H N T R A M pod. But I liked it because it has tramp. <laughs> so it's H N tramp OD. <laughs> nice on Twitter. Exit. Yes. Now, that's the, now that's how they're going to remember it though. So that's good. H N Tramp odd. 
But no, Kendra's fantastic. She's from Wisconsin. Oh, nice. So I love, and Amber's fantastic too, but I love listening to Kendra because it makes me feel like I'm back home in Wisconsin with all my cousins and my fambo. And we have Wisconsin listeners too. So hey, girls and boys and humans and non-binary folk, because apparently we've got listeners that are that as well. Hey, and who else do we have? What? Other countries? Other places? Other lands? We're in 19 countries. And I shouted out on the episode that I had a mental breakdown on by myself. Hello. <laughs> Talked about Italy and uh, Nigeria, which that just blows my mind. Nigeria, what? And then, and then, and then, Japan. Yay! Japan! Hello, beautiful Japanese human. Yes, all of you. All of you are Japanese or not, all of you are beautiful. Every single human. We love you. Um, In the background, you'll hear Zoe already barking because, hey, Oh, Zoe in the trying house. Trying to get at Nana's stuff because she's trying to prevent herself from having a low. Mm-hmm. And then there's Zabri. Zabri's here again. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a stupid t-shirt. No, she's not. She's wearing an amazing t-shirt. And it says, um, the cool thing about my dad is everything. Mm-hmm. And I respectfully disagree. <laughs> but in the same breath, I will say my brother is a fabulous father. He's great with his kids. He yells a lot. But he's getting better. Mm-hmm. I think that's just how he talks now. He's just yelling all the time. <laughs> I have him doing a challenge. Ooh. And I said, how about we try to go five days without yelling? Five days? Because I was like, I think the week is shoot out of the question right now. Yeah, five days. That's a start. Okay. Even three days. Uh-oh. Three. And then if you're at three, you can move to five. I'm hoping I can just be off. Hey, we're on day two. And then, like, we have to and we haven't really, like, we were talking about, like, drugs and terrible things in the beginning. I think, oh, you don't need those. Um, we've kind of brushed over it a few times, but um, my brother and my sister-in-law, this one sitting right here in front of my face, are over six years sober. Yep. And that, I think, oh, is something to be applauded. Arlo, where is the soundboard? Do you know where the sound maker is? It'll be um, it'll be six years and six months on the twenty third of this month. Hey, she she, get down. <laughs> so yeah, they're um, sober birthday. I know you guys just don't like. It's your birthday. It's just your birthday because belly button birthday is the day you're born. Uh huh. So that would be right, right. you know medicine before. And then birthday, re- you're reborn. You're born into a better life or whatever. Yeah. Not not religious or anything like that. But being. Yeah. In recovery, and yep. that's April 23rd. So, yes. Yes. Fairy. Yes. and yeah, you heard so, December 4th. Um, her birthday's coming up soon, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I have so many husband. things. Yes, his birthday is literally um next week. Yeah, <laughs> actually, we will. It's, um, it's, it's Columbus Day. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> holiday. And the kids don't have school. I'm sorry. I, told, I warned him. I'm like, um, I don't know if you're aware. Uh, yeah. And that's also my, um, Arlo's father's birthday. His name's Jeremy. We are. That's, oh my gosh. I was only saying that to Zabri. And then I, sorry, Jeremy. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeremy, and then he's got a twin. Um, but yeah, they're all October 12th. And, and then they have a friend, our Josh. friend Lucy. Yes. There's the fabulous four of October 12th. So if your birthday is October 12th, you need to tell Yay. me so we can be like, yes. happy birthmas. Oh show, oh show. But yeah. Um so yeah, that's pretty I'm uh I can't say what I'm giving Vince for his birthday. It'll be, I'll put it on the next episode because I don't want him to listen to it prior and know what I'm gonna give him because I'm afraid. I'm prepared to be injured with what I got him, but it's hilarious. <laughs> 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 
So sorry. Oh, we love, okay. We love you listeners. Thank you for all of those in other countries and lands yes. and places. And shout out to Brenda. Oh, okay. Yes. Brenda <laughs> is one of the Whoa. ladies I work with and she is going to be, she's got a whole lot of followers on Twitter. So I'm hoping that she'll put us out there and her sister listens. I don't know if Brenda's sister is listening, but hello. My name is Nicole. I work with your sister. I, I don't know her name and that's terrible. I'm pretty sure she told me, but I'm a mess. So, okay. Are you ready to get your day ruined? Fantastic. Let's do this. This is what we're here for. Hey. All the bla- the blabbles are over. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to be traveling to Russia. We don't have Russian listeners yet. And hey, they may Can you guys keep it down or go into Arlo's room, please? No, I don't want to. The sound. The sound? I see it. You wanna see it? Oh god. Okay, but can you take your toys in your room so we can record? Thank you. Thanks, bro. Awesome. That's my stressful three-year-old making all those noises. I may edit some of this out. So that's what I do. But okay, we're traveling to... <laughs> I need those cute noises like that. And I'm like, it's fine. But um, we'll try to keep it down so we're not like yelling over them. Because I know the one episode we did. But a lot of people like that Titanic episode. Okay. Like, and we found more. Oh, gosh, I, guys. I found more secrets. So that may be, that may have to be a bonus episode maybe next week so or the week after. Like so I'll be on the tune for that. Because I saw it and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. girl. Yes. So yeah, I was pumped. But, okay, so Russia. Russia. We're going to be talking about, oh boy, you guys ready? I don't know how to say this, but we're going to, we're just going to roll with it. Okay. Anatoly. Anatoly. Yuryevich. Mm-hmm. Moskvin. Yes. You does that? You sent me a story about him. I know Anatoly. Anatoly, because like I watch um, Green Arrow, (laughs) 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 and that was one of his Russian friends. Okay, well, this is not a friend of (laughs) anyone, and he's disgusting. So we're not going to tell you what he did. Like, okay, he's not he's not a murderer of living people, and we're just going to leave it at that. So if you know the story, cool. If not. Be, just hold on to just, your just hold chesticles. On to your waistbands. Hold on to your universal titties. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that needs to be a shirt. Hold on to your universal titties. <laughs> yes. We'll <laughs> just have Mother Earth. Yeah. Mother, mother tits. Yes. But yes, okay. That's happening. Okay. He lived in. <laughs> oh, Russia. Okay. Nizhny Novgorod. Okay. And it's the fifth largest city in Russia. He was born September 1st, 1966. Well, not that long ago. Like the other day. Yeah, it's not. And then that's kind of what I love about some of these stories that we do when it's not that long ago. Yeah, like he's younger than my parents. Yeah, it's a little. Shout out to you, old mom and dad. Love you. Love you so much. They're going to be like, you're not moving in now. (laughs) Anyway. That's a whole different story. <laughs> I said it. Hello. I said it. Okay. So, um, yeah, he lived in Nizhny Nov- Novgorod. Um, he said he began wandering through cemeteries with friends as, um, when he was still a schoolboy. Yes, my love. My food. Your food. Did, Did the, the dogs, dogs eat, eat it? it? Yeah. Oh, that stinks. You better get some more and put Zoe back outside. Zabe, so you put her outside, please? Or actually just, you can, yeah, put her outside. 
I mean, Shiva prefers to be outside, but Zoe is just like, I like to be outside and I'm going to park a bunch because I'm outside. And make sure you turn on the front porch because sometimes I think it freaks them out to be in the dark. No, the light was on when we got here. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't even turn it on. Yeah, so I have a little bit of this thing. Please and thank you, my dear. So, um, so I've got two different, uh, stories that I'm reading off of here. But yeah, I like to wander through cemeteries with his friends when he was a schoolboy. In particular, they visited the Krasnaya Etna Cemetery. 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 That's the that's the word that's in English. I can't read that. That's fine. Located in the Leninsky district of Nizhny Novgorod. Nizhny Novgorod. Russia is one of my favorite accents. I think it's just so aggressive, but yet it's so, I think it's so beautiful because it's so harsh. Maybe I'm weird. Russia, I love you and I hope you listen to me. Thanks. In an article written shortly, oh yeah, when he was arrested, um, he attributed his interest in the dead to a childhood incident during which he witnessed a funeral procession when for an 11-year-old girl. Her name was Natasha Petrova, and it was said that a group of men dressed in black suits stopped him on the way home from school to, like, I guess, like, show respect to her funeral procession. And this is, he wrote this, um, quote, I kissed her once, then again, then again. The girl's grieving mother then put a wedding ring on Anatoly's finger and a wedding ring on her dead daughter's finger. That's so odd. Yeah, and he said, um, he alleged that the participants, the men, forced him to kiss the dead girl's face, writing that an adult pushed my face down to the waxy forehead of the girl in an embroidered cap, and there was nothing I could do but kiss her as ordered. So those are kind of conflicting. Yeah, because... Because one says that it's like he did it once, and then he was like, "Oh yes, I'm gonna kiss you again and again and again." I need two more. And then it continues about him wandering through cemeteries. Um. So this is jumping like a lot of years into the future, but from (laughs) from 2005 to 2007, he claimed to have visited 752 cemeteries in Nizhny Novgorod. I'm like, how big? Well, I guess Russia is quite large. Massive. Well, it's a massive country. If you go to a cemetery, Mommy. yeah. Mommy. If you were to just walk around and look at every every gravestone, um, that is a that is a mouse trap. Okay, we'll put it in the trash. <laughs> My knee. Well, at least there wasn't anything stuck to it. That would have been traumatizing. It's like super sticky. Put it in. The yeah, you may have to take your sock off. I don't know if you'll get the sticky out of your sock. Okay, you got a ruined sock now. Put it underneath the uh, case. The, the, uh, pop. the soda case, please. Trash pop thing. Yes. Dr. Pepper cream soda. Still waiting for you to sponsor me. Okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Stepped on a sticky thing. It's a mouse strip. So, um, okay, so yeah. All he could do was kiss this 11-year-old girl's dead face. Oh, no. So, 700 some odd. Okay. So, what I was saying. Sorry. 752 cemeteries. Okay. So, let's say you're, wa- you're walking through a, a cemetery. Mm-hmm. And if you kind of look up and down. I mean, who knows how many. Maybe not 752. But, like. I know. That is a lot. And if you said claiming he visited them. I'm sure he spent time at each one. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Well, going and looking at the gravestones to calculate birth dates. Truth. My phone just started glowing all by itself, and oh, I didn't even touch it. Um, hello, God, it's me, Margaret. Please tell this demon. To... No, just keep it with. The... There'll be a. There might um, be. A... Well, 
Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and toss it. You just throw both your socks away, and then you're gonna have stinky feet later when you put your shoes on. Gross. Sorry. Yeah, we have mouse trap in there for uh. That's what mice. happens when you live in a trailer. Hello, and trailer folks. Uh, we are team trailer. Yes, and I literally my entire backyard is a giant fucking field. <laughs> You're lucky though. My backyard is just thorns, goat heads. That's great. Yeah. Right. Well, we have stickers here too. It's terrible. But anyways. Um, yeah, likes to visit, uh, visits, yep. words are hard. So after graduating, so we're, I couldn't find a whole lot about his, um, that was basically just his obsession with cemeteries. Just a little, so a little background on him before we jump into the deets. Yes. Yep. Okay. After graduating from the philological, yep. Faculty of Moscow State University, he became well-known in academic circles. His main areas of academics interest were Celtic history and folklore, as well as language and linguistics. Yes, Arlo. No, oh, you no, no, you don't need to. Yours are good. You didn't, you didn't. You yeah, didn't. it's just because Zabri stepped on the mouse trap. So you can go put them in the dirty clothes. Oh, what? Yeah, or the blue. They're right by the washing machine. Okay. Yeah. Go do it. Yeah. Morning. Yes. I don't know why he's um, gesturing at me like that, but it wasn't like, it was very serious. Like, matter of fact, like, he just, like, pointed at me. Oh, thank you. High five. Wait, where's your potion? Okay, go to your room. Did you drop it? I was trying to take it up. Where is my potion? Well, I have these things called bathrooms, and they have soap and water. Yeah, I use it. Oh, I... Okay, go in, guys. All right. Go play with Bree. Love you. Thank you, bye. Oh, welome back. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to search for it. Your um, our podcast was 20 minutes, sister. <laughs> it's like, like we recorded for two and a half hours. That's impossible. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was main areas of academic interest were Celtic history and folklore, as well as language and linguistics. Moskvin, Moskvin had a deep interest in cemeteries, burial rituals, death, and the occult. Like normal norms, totes norms. He kept a personal library of over sixty thousand books and documents, as well as a large doll collection. Loosely word doll. Fellow academics describe Moskin as a genius and an eccentric. Okay. Okay. All right. So for most of his adult life, leading out of college, he led a secluded life. I mean, I, yeah, never dated, never married, preferring to live with his parents. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. Yeah. He abstained from drinking alcohol and smoking and is purportedly, that's a fun word, purportedly, purportedly a virgin. Well, Good. Well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But um, wait, there's more. <laughs> but yeah, right. It was reported that in 2016 that he w- had planned to marry a 25-year-old native of his hometown that um, who attended his trial. So I'm like, okay, that's fun, I guess. So, yeah, now we're gonna, so he, okay, this talks about, like, what he did for work. Um, I just, with what he does, and the fact that he lives with his parents, it's disturbing. It's, it's okay. So, but he was a former lecturer in Celtic studies at the, oh man, Nizhny Novgorod Linguistic University. <sighs> What just happened? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. My son just ran through the house very aggressively. Um, he became well known in ac- oh, no wait, I've already read that. 
Um, he previously worked at the Institute of Foreign Languages. He was a philologist, a linguist, and a polyglot who Ooh. spoke 13 languages. I was going to say, didn't he speak other languages? Okay. Yeah, polyglot. That's a f- polyglot. Polyglot! I'm fine. I love that word. And he wrote several books, papers, and translations. Gross. <laughs> That's my kid. Um, <laughs> uh, books and papers and translations, all well-known in academic circles. He worked as a journalist, regular contributed to local newspapers and publications. And then he described himself as a necro- necropolis. Necropolis? And was considered an expert on local cemeteries. <laughs> hey, sorry. A polyglot is knowing or using several languages. A person who knows and is able to use several languages. Polyglot. I want that tattooed on my forehead. Um, no, and they're going to be like, <laughs> you say twat? I want twat. Polyglot twat. Polyglot twat. Oh, no, he's kind of a twat. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Then it talks about... Um, Oleg Ryabov, okay. in 2005, a fellow academic and publisher, commissioned him to summarize and list the dead in more than 700 cemeteries in 40 regions of the Nizhny Novgorod Oblast. Moskvin, Moskvin, I don't know, claimed okay. that he, that, yeah, that he'd gone an on foot to inspect 752 cemeteries and fine across the region, walking up to 30 kilometers a day, which is 18.6 miles. Is he fit? I would. I don't know. So. His I mean, face is disgusting. walking. That's a lot. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So during these travels, he drank from puddles, spent nights um, in haystacks and at abandoned farms, or slept in the cemeteries themselves, even going as so far to spend a night in a coffin being prepared for a funeral. Wow. That's bold and disturbing. Yes. I don't get it. But okay. Uh. Uh, okay. On his extensive travels, he uh, was sometimes questioned by police on the suspicion of vandalism and theft, only irony, but was never arrested or detained after stating his academic credentials and purpose. <laughs> the work itself remains unpublished, but has been described as unique and priceless. priceless what work? What work? The work that of him going and surveying all these cemeteries. Oh, okay. Um, by Alexei Yesen, the editor of Necrology is a weekly paper to which Moskin was a regular contributor, because that's normal. Okay. Well, um, he worked at a graveyard, right? Right. He at the cemetery or whatever, and so he's, I mean, you're going to have to be a necro-something, hopefully ne- not filiac, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, to do that kind of stuff, morticians and, and grave diggers and, and yeah. um, eulogy prepared, I don't know. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. the death things. Um, once Moskvin was arrested, Yesen, the editor of the Necrology, stated that he was confident that there had been a mistake and Moskvin would soon be exonerated. Oh, no, honey. No, sweet boy. Um, he told the Associated Press that Moskvin was a loner and had certain quirks, but who gave no indication that he was up to anything unusual. But what he does is horrific hey, and guys, gross. Remember how we told you to hold on to your waistbands? Hold on to your universal titties. Yeah. Between 26 and 2010, he worked as a freelance correspondent for the newspaper Nizhny Novgorod Worker, and he published about twice a month. His father also wrote for the paper sometimes. And then in 2008, he wrote an extensive series of articles on the history of the cemeteries that appeared in the paper. So... Now we're going to jump in 
to so why we're telling you anything about this man. <laughs> yep. In 2009, locals began to discover the graves of their loved ones were desecrated, sometimes completely dug up, and that's when his Moscovin secret mission was unveiled. He lived with his parents, like I said, in a small apartment, and he was reported reportedly lonely. I mean, he's a lonely virgin living with his mom and dad, like... But he was something of a pack rat, or as we call them, hoarders. Mm -hmm. Inside, authorities found life-size doll-like figures throughout his apartment. Uh, it was discovered that when Moskvin visited, oh my God, Nicole, when Moskvin visited the cemeteries, he dug up the graves, carried the corpses to his apartment, mummified the dead children, yep. and it ranged from age, like um, I'm pretty sure it was yeah, ages. Three, 26 girls between the ages of 3 and 15 were discovered in his apartment. 26 bodies? So 26, yeah, bodies of 26 girls between the ages of 3 and 15 were discovered in his apartment. Oh my gosh. Oh and, my gosh. Um, yeah, the dead children dressed them in stockings, girls' clothing, and knee-length boots to make them look like dolls. He even applied lipstick and makeup to their faces to hide the fact that they were literally fucking people. Okay. In another grisly twist, mm -hmm. this fucked me up when I read this, he wedged music boxes into their rib cages, and then he also marked the birthdays of each of his dead victims in his bedroom. Yes, that's I think we all just need to take a collective holy shit deep breath. Okay, <sighs> so, so ages 3 to 15, 16, yes. 15, 16, 15, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, 26 mm -hmm. of them, not only did he take them from their graves... He put music boxes inside of them. Yep. Um, when he was detained by police, he, he had kept one of the girls' remains, one of these girls' remains for nine years. And this brings me back to Carl's, Carl Tanzler, mm -hmm. who was the guy who had met some lady and she gave him a vision that you're going to meet this beautiful, beautiful bride. And he ends up meeting her, um, Maria Elena Hoyos. And he ends up like falling in love with her and she's like bro just let me die and he's like no i'm in love with you and we have to be together and she's like um well no thanks and her family is like okay because he was paying for everything and he ended up she building was sick obviously. she was sick tuberculosis she ended up like dying when she's like 25 and this was i don't know if it was in the same time frame i know a lot of people have covered it i know the morbid podcast happened and they did an awesome story about it but um yeah he he ends up taking her body but he he was he did unmentionable un, un things with her body. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. But I keep, think he kept her for, it was a good, uh, and he stuffed like rags into her to keep her shape and wax, yeah. waxed her face. And that's what these dolls look like too with um, Anatoly. Yeah, he was like paper mache or something. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but when investigators also found music boxes or toys inside their bodies, um, oh, the, okay. Also found music boxes or toys inside the bodies of the dead girls so that they could produce sounds when they were touched. Ah! Oh. He, admit, he admitted immediately to the horrific crimes in court, but what he said to these parents <laughs> is bullshit and disgusting and, like, makes me worry. Like, he's psycho. Like, psycho. Oh, yeah. yeah. He said, quote, you abandoned your girls. I brought them home and warmed them up. <laughs> like it. Uh, 
I'm like, it stresses me out when I go to a funeral, especially of someone that I absolutely love. And cause I always like stare at their chest. I'm like, are they breathing? Are they breathing? Mm-hmm. And it's weird. It's ironic that I say that. Cause I was going to look up a story about, um, a girl named Julia Legree. And it's like speculation that she was a young child who was like pronounced dead. And she was actually in a coma and they put her in. Oh my. A, mm, not a catacomb. That's something different into what is it? Okay. Mausoleum. Okay. And they shut the door. And then they, when they went to go bury her brother 15 years later, um, they found her bones pushed up against the door and there were scratch marks. Where the fuck was that saved by the bell thing then? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was all not true. It was actually, it's been oh. debunked. Okay. She was actually like an older woman and like her brother died six months after her okay. and was buried somewhere else. She was buried in her husband's family place and her brother was yeah it was completely debunked so i'm like i don't know if i want to talk about that but if you want to go look that uh oh crap i've already forgot her name legree but it's spelled like is julia legare it looks like legare it's l-e-g-a-r-e but we're getting to completely off topic this is what we do it's more creepy crazy things okay shockingly muskvin's parents claim to know nothing of the initial origin of his dolls if this is a real picture then they're quite are you gonna post a little video Okay, good. Okay. Make yeah. sure you guys check it out, too. There's yes. a little video of when the police are going through his apartment. Oh. And you can see the dolls and, like, the it's and very crazy order. unfucking settling So, his mother said, um, mm-hmm. we, uh, end quote, we saw these dolls, but we did not suspect they were there were dead bodies inside. We thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and did not see anything wrong with it, unquote. I'm like, I guess. I mean, I, I know there's, like, weird hobbies out there. But this is not a hobby. This is this is someone's child, literally children that are already deceased. But in court, he confessed to forty-four counts of abusing graves and dead bodies. Um, yeah. Didn't one of the oldest? Do you? Have, didn't the mom say something of the one that he had had with him the longest? Something about like she couldn't believe. I'm not gonna have the quote right, but something to the effect of. You know, she tried to lay lay her daughter to rest. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 it, it's like reopening the wound, basically, to find out this man had had her. I'm wondering like if it's this little girl right here. Eleven years. I thought it was eleven years. So obviously, I'm off. Nine years, but like, ugh. and it may be different she had been sources. Dead, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyway, yeah, like he, like it's. I believe he had for as long as he had had her was as long as she had been gone. Oh. So, like, when she was, like, super, super... So, like, yeah, like, when she... Like, so, that must be why when he went... Because he, yeah, confessed to 44 counts of abusing graves and dead bodies. So, I'm I'm assuming he probably went through these cemeteries, went to go find freshly dug graves, or, I mean, he slept in the casket of one place for crying out loud, and then he go... I'm like, how... What if it was, you know, a young child that he was going to... That was going to be buried, and then he waited till that night and then took her body home. I'm gonna throw up. But in in his defense when he was being interrogated, um he told them that he had done what he did because he was waiting for science to find a way to bring the be- dead back to life. And in the meantime he used a simple solution of salt and baking soda to preserve the girls. Okay, if you um uh go watch Pet Cemetery and see how well that works out for you <laughs> when people come back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, yeah uh, no oh i don't know which little girl this is but uh, mm, uh i hate it oh yeah 
but there's well, 40, 40 to choose from, so, or 26, or, I don't know. Yeah. They admitted to 44. Well, no, on this website, like, um, hold on, let me flip my computer right out. Poopers! I'm cute, like, yeah, I think that's the one. There should be a quote from the mother. Okay, I don't know where the quote is from the mother. Um, sorry. But she's a beautiful little girl. I don't know what her name is. If I find out what her name is, I'll add it onto Instagram, where we post all of her, um, pictures and whatnot. But he was, um, this gets more into the arrest and criminal proceedings. Um, so this was literally not that long ago when he was arrested. I think that's November 2nd. I think that was his first. Yeah. November 2nd, 2011. Um, <sighs> that was when the police started investigating the grave desecrations and then, um, discovered 26 bodies initially reported as 29 in his flat or, you know, um, Apartment. God bless it. Um, yeah, then it re then there was video released by police that shows the bodies seated on shelves and sofas in small rooms full of books, papers, and general clutter. Although only 26 bodies were discovered in his home, Mosvin was suspected of des desecrating as many as 150 graves. Jesus. After police found numerous grave accoutrements... Accoutrements? Accoutrements? Accoutrements, such as metal nameplates removed from headstones. Oh, oh. That's even worse. Police all dis discovered instructions for making the dolls, maps of cemeteries in the region, and a collection of photographs and videos depicting opening graves and disinterred bodies. But none of his evidence could be conclusively connected to any of the bodies found in the apartment. Oh. So, um, the bodies primarily came from cemeteries in Nizhny Novgorod region, though some may have come as far away as Moscow. I don't know how far apart those are in Russia, but um, he cooperated with investigators and claimed he made the dolls over the course of 10 years. His parents, who were away for large portions of the year, were unaware of his activities. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense that they wouldn't be like, why are you doing this kind of thing? Obviously, they weren't looking at much because his state of, unless their whole house was like that room that you see in the video. Right. I mean, you have to like turn sideways to get through. Literally the, like walking through a hoarder house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So he was charged under Article 244 of the Criminal Code for the desecration ew, of, sorry, of graves and dead bodies, a charge which carried up to five years in prison. I'm not laughing. I just got a message from someone on my phone and I don't particularly care for that human's existence and I don't know why they're messaging me, so that's fun. And I'm stressed laughing because I do that. Um, yep. Uh, desecration of graves and dead bodies, charged with Carrie up to five years in prison. Um, he was also accused of having to face the graves of Muslims, which was considered a hate crime, but this charge was later dropped. Huh. Interesting. So, after he was psychiatrically evaluated, psychiatrically? Is yep. that a word? Yeah, it is now. Evaluated. It was determined that he suffered from a form of paranoid schizophrenia, which, I mean... I, I well, literally telling these mothers, you let your daughters go, and I brought them home to warm them up, which that just sounds like a sexual innuendo. But there is no, there isn't anything that relates to him like doing like necrophilia. Yeah, as far as I re looked into this, because I've heard about this, I've never heard it on another podcast. I'm sure there's plenty of stories because this is a wild fucking case. Um. So, uh, yeah, schizophrenia in a hearing on May 25th, 2012, that's my sister in my other sister-in-law's birthday, um, the Leninsky District Court of Nizhny Novgorod, 
Yep. Deemed Moskvin unfit to stand trial, releasing him from criminal liability. He was sentenced to coercive medical measures. The prosecution was satisfied with the decision and did not appeal the verdict. He was put into a psychiatric clinic, which has stayed to be which has stayed to be reviewed regularly. In February 2013, a hearing approved an extension of his psychiatric treatment. His treatment was again extended in April of 2014 and tw July 2015. In 2014, someone said, after three years of monitoring him in a psychiatric clinic, it is absolutely clear that he is not mentally fit for trial. He will there therefore be kept for psychiatric treatment at the clinic. Jumping to September of 2018, two years ago, his doctor stated he was no longer dangerous and petitioned to release him for outpatient care from home. No. However, <laughs> no. Yeah. However, in February 2019, a subsequent psychiatric evaluation found that it was too early to release him and the hospital withdrew their petition. Thank freaking God, because, um, no. No, thank you. Yeah. So, um, he did an interview after his arrest, um, and this talks about, like, motive, stated that he felt great sympathy for dead children and thought that they could be brought back to life by science or, 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 or black magic. Uh, <laughs> as an expert on Celtic culture, he learned that the ancient druids slept on graves in order to communicate with spirits of their dead. He also studied the culture of the people of peoples, that's what this says, of Siberia, in particular the ancient, ancient I'm going to guess Yakuts. Yakuts? Okay. Uh -huh. And discovered they had similar practice for communicating with the dead. He began searching for obituaries of recently deceased children. And when he found an obituary that spoke to him, barf, he would sleep on the child's grave Ew. in order to determine if the spirit wished to be brought back to life. Uh, he literally like made him, it's like he sounded like trying to be some like type of prophet or something is what this sounds like. Maybe I'm psych. I don't know. He claimed he had been doing this for around 20 years, insisted that when he began, he never dug up a grave without the permission of the child within. As he grew older, it became physically painful for him to sleep on the grave, so he began bringing the bodies home where it would be more comfortable to sleep near them. That's gross. Mm. He hoped the spirits would be more willing to speak in a safe, welcoming home that might be easier to hear their hear when they were no longer underground. Was it? I don't I don't want to be dug up, you fucking nasty motherfucker. Please don't dig up my grave. <laughs> Please don't fucking touch my grave. I just want to rest in peace. Thanks. Unstable unicorns. Okay. That's a weird email. After exhuming the corpses, he researched mummification theories and techniques in an attempt to preserve the pressure of the bodies and back under the floor. <laughs> Yeah. It's really not funny, but I'm like, we have to make it. We have to lighten it. I have to lighten it because it's so horrific. Like, I know people who have lost young babies, yes. and I would pray no one would touch my child's resting place because mm -hmm. they will not rest in peace if you do shit like this. Okay, I'm sorry. Interject. I'm so, so Moskvin allegedly told authorities to not bother reburying the girls too deeply as he will simply unbury them when he is released. And then I believe this is the mother quote. I was <gasps> whether it's the same picture or he not, because I was kind of just scamming. No, thanks. Scamming. 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 
or scanning I still, for it. So one of the mothers, okay, I still find it hard to grasp the scale of his sickening work. For nine years, he was living with my mummified daughter in his bedroom. Arr! Cardimova continued, so that's the mother's name. Cardimova, beautiful. Cardimova, C-H-A-R-D-Y-M-O-V-A, Cardimova. Beautiful. I had, I had her for ten years. He had her for nine. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy then, crap. Sorry, there is one more thing I read. I apologize. I apologize. You know it's going okay. and I will find it. Hey. And there's an Arlo. <laughs> um Yeah. So you, oh he would use a combination of salt and baking soda, carry the bodies in secure dry places in and around cemeteries. Once the bodies dried, he carried them to his home where he used various methods to make dolls, quote-unquote, mm. in an attempt to give the children functional bodies to be used when he eventually discovered a way to bring them back to life. <laughs> oh, the caffeine is kicked in. There Mama. it is. Feeling that their physical remains were too decayed and ugly for them to feel comfortable or happy. <sighs> well, they literally be like, oh, <laughs> something Brie. <laughs> sounds like he's saying super Brie. Okay, go back in there with Brie and shut your door. <laughs> so much. Um, he was unable to prevent the bodies from withering and shrinking as they dried, so he would wrap the limbs in strips of cloth and stuff the body cavity with rags and padding to provide fullness, sometimes adding wax masks decorated with nail polish over the faces before dressing them in brightly colored children's clothes and wigs. I'm almost done with this, and then you can interject. Oh, yes. no, I'm here. <laughs> These details made the bodies appear to be large homemade dolls, which prevented their discovery. It is unclear if each doll contained a full set of human remains. Which I know typically when they go to like prepare you for like a funeral and then to be buried, they usually take your organs out, especially if you're a donor. Correct. So well, yeah, if you're a yeah. Okay, so this is something you kind of already said, but so this okay, but okay, so. Moxman admitted that he would stuff the decayed corpses with rags. Then he would try to, no. Today, Junior. That's not the right letter at all. He would wrap. That's what I was looking for. Good job. Nylon tights around their faces or fashioned doll faces onto them. He would also insert buttons or toy eyes into the girls' eye sockets so that they could watch cartoons with him. Ah! No! Coraline disapproves. So, the historian, <laughs> apparently Mox, Moskvin, said that he mostly loved his girls, ah! though I hate it. there were a few dolls in his garage, which he claimed to have grown to dislike. I hate it. I don't even... Right? I, I hate it. Okay, and then, okay, so... I have a giant sword on my nose. Okay. <sighs> this... Okay, I'm, I... People are gonna get mad. And I, and I apologize. Don't don't take this too much to heart. Okay. So, what he's doing to these bodies is awful. But there's a part of me that's like, well, they're already gone. And I'm not. I'm not saying. Right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not giving him. So whatever. Because obviously that hurts the human. The people who are the humans. The, the people who are still alive. I mean, yeah. that's why we do funerals and all that. Because it's for us. They're yes. survivors. Yeah. So that, that this is just an absolute uh, sacrilege and just disgusting for the family, for the survivors. Yeah. But there's a part of me that's kind of like, I'd rather this happen than other stuff. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I, okay, I follow where you're going. Like, at least he's not defiling their bodies. Yeah. Yes, he's removing them from their resting place, yeah. and that's disgusting. 
but they don't but feel, he, they're they're gone they're gone they're gone. Yeah, they're gone their physical body has their soul has left that body there's nothing breathing there's nothing alive yeah and it's just i i can see your side of it it's a big gray area it's and it's, and it's, it's disgusting it's, yeah. i personally i think if i were someone who were on the end of my family member being removed i think i'd probably be like it's yeah, well, yes, 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 yes. So we're not trying to justify his actions. No, no, no. That's the word it's looking for. I'm yeah. not justifying him. No, I think he's a terrible human and should be locked away in the darkest hole in the earth. But um, but I I get what you're saying. Like, thank God he's not. Thank God didn't, he didn't do this. To, I mean, could you imagine somebody was finding out this, like, he did these, that you know, from from, uh, from three to seven, 16, however old they were, girls, mm -hmm. and he, if he started from when they were alive. Ugh. That's, yeah, like, what if he was, like, you know, and waiting then, for them and then, to die? You know, then get all the uckies. Yeah, like, or takes them and turn to their live bodies. We don't know if he had sex with the dead bodies or not. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah, see, it, it tortured it, and freaking killed and then, and then, and then took out all their organ and then put it, oh, my gosh. See, I, I think that, I don't know. I, and, again, not justifying anything he did, but there's a part of yeah. it that's like, okay, but they were already gone, so... It's it's so disgusting. This, this hurts it, those that are still alive, but it has that those people who are already gone are already gone. So yeah, like he didn't murder them. Right. I mean, it's like I said, that's a big gray area. So yes. let us know what you guys think, because yeah. um, that's a lot. But this, please this, don't hate. Please don't don't hate John. No, I like that. That's a good perspective. I wouldn't have thought of that. Like they're it's disgusting and awful what he did, but there could have been something worse. Way 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 worse. And 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 I'm he's he's in jail or he was he's in a psychiatric yeah. unit yeah. as of what I could still find right. um as of recent but yeah spinning off of what you said about him um uh so he he was aware he was committing a crime but felt the children were calling out to be rescued and believed that rescuing the children was more important than obeying the law and then he was also made, motivated by his own desire to have children specifically a daughter. And he mm -hmm. often regretted that he never had children and at one point tried, attempted to adopt a young girl against the wishes of his parents, but his application, thank God, was declined due, right. his due to his low income. See, he denied any sexual attraction to the dolls and instead considered them to be his children. So it's literally something that's just, I'm spinning off of what you just said. But like he, but it says, this, finishing up with this article, he spoke and interacted with the courses corpses, mm -hmm. sang to them, watched cartoons with them, and even held birthday parties and celebrated holidays for their benefit. What about those ones in the garage? Yeah. That, like, that makes me, okay. Alright, so let's say you want these 26, 150, 42, however fucking many bodies you have. You've only got 18 in the house, and there's like 6 chilling out in the garage. Talk why, to you? Yeah, why not just go rebury them? Is that even more oh, yeah. morbid? It, I don't know. I might bring it even go there. I'm just like, you don't like them and they're not even alive. They can't say they don't have, they have <laughs> their spirit selves are not speaking to your brain and being like, um, you don't like us. Can you just put me back where I so can lay peacefully? You get annoyed with something that's this not alive, is, let alone if something was alive. Sorry, it took a whole different turn than I thought it was going to and I'm kind of living for it. But you know, if you had, if he had his own daughter or son or whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, you go tired of that. And then what the fuck are you going to do? I don't even want to know what you think. You're gonna see there's not going to be Amen. Hallelujah that he doesn't have his own offspring. Oh, so that is 
the fucked up, weird, crazy story that we just jumped down into Russia, Anatoly Moskvin. I do like your first name, though, Anatoly. Anatoly. <laughs> That's the only thing we like about you. That's true. So keep talking because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find things. Okay. Alrighty. Hey. And now we are ready for Shauna. Here's my so maybe, maybe enlighten us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this one is not dark. So if you hear me eating, I'm sorry, I'm a starving human. No. No, um, I need to apologize. Alright. So Wow, my brain took whoopee cushioned out right there. Wow. <laughs> just whoop. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. My brain just whoopee cushioned. Oh my gosh. That's okay. fabulous. So we're going into why are wedding dresses white? And I thought Ooh. I knew, and I'm sure a lot of you believe you know too, because I think we've all kind of been told the reason you wear a white wedding dress is because of purity or whatever. Well, <laughs> Apparently, that's really not the case. And, okay, so what I remember... Shauna, find your words and use them correctly. Here we go. Start again. <laughs> welcome back. Ooh, welcome back. Okay, so my brain and me aren't getting along. Um, when I was reading this earlier, uh, some of it sounds like it kind of repeats itself. So as I read this, I apologize if... if if you're feeling like, wow, Shauna, you already said that. I'm just reading off of what I've got here. Um, and this was done by a Rachel Sourbury. S-O-U-E-R-B-R-Y. Sourbury? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not a sweet brie, a sourbury. Sour one. Okay, I'm ready. Um, the history of white wedding dresses tends to get a little confusing. In the modern Western world, we generally, generally consider white dresses to be signs of purity or virginity. Since ma mainstream Christian values hold that it is ideal to be a virgin on your wedding day. <laughs> and there are long-standing traditions and cultural associations between whiteness and purity. Okay. As it happens, wedding dresses were not always white. In fact, white used to be a color associated with mourning. And I had no idea. I had no idea that white was a mourning. Mourning, M-O-U. Not like, good morning. Like, sad morning. Like, mourning. Someone's stuck. <laughs> but everything changed after the royal English wedding of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert in 1840. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. I can't hear Prince Albert and think of anything but hey, sexuality. <laughs> Sex I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's good. I should I not have named I him that. Okay, well, yeah. I didn't name him. No, you didn't. So. <laughs> I named my next dog that, though. Cat. Your cat, please. <laughs> okay. Queen Victoria was already the queen when she married Albert. Therefore, she had the freedom to use her wedding to make a statement of her choosing rather than just acting as something pretty to look at. So, she chose to use elements like handmade lace and, flower, and, a, and a flower crown to support the artisans of her kingdom and show them that she was, quote-unquote, one of them. Ha! It just so happened that white was the best color to show off that beautiful lace. Although she was the first to make white wedding dresses popular, the history of white dresses and weddings goes back farther than you might think, for many different reasons. Some historians believe that since white fabric was the costlier and harder to keep clean than other colors, it signified yep. high status of its wearers. Oh. Many health 
healthy, well, many wealthy families throughout European history used white for wedding dresses simply to show off their money. So before 1840, you know, the other day. Yeah, it was a Wednesday. <laughs> it was a Wednesday. <laughs> white wedding dresses were essentially about showing off your wealth. Queen Victoria's wedding inspired Europeans to instill other meanings in the color purity, virginity, etc. But why did my phone just do it? But the truth is that history was a lot less romantic about it. Okay. All right. I can see that. Yes, there are married couples in the Bible. However, there were no weddings as we know them today. In that time, marriage was considered to be more of a formal or practical social contract, something that was contrived to economically benefit the two families involved. It was usually done by signing an agreement. Oh, I got really loud. Sorry, guys. That's fine. The children came out and we just automatically get louder. In one Bible story, a man marries a woman by mistake. Ooh. Uh, I'm like, I swear I've read the Bible and I don't remember the story. So, when he comes, when he consummates his marriage in a dark tent, um, presumably with the wrong woman. It wasn't a romantic way of doing things, and it wasn't done for romantic purposes. It was simply about two people living together, shoring one another up, and making babies. It would be funny if the person, the wrong person was her sister. <laughs> Their tradition of weddings isn't as old as the tradition of marriage. The traditions surrounding particular dress colors are the most recent of all. Huh. Marriage in Babylonian times meant selling all of the... <laughs> Listen to this, though. Don't laugh. Okay. Sorry, Babylonians. Yeah, that's you that, guys. That is us. That but is not in this moment. Not, not, not. This is real Babylonians. This is, this is sadness. Oh fuck. We are happy Babylonians. Damn it. Marriage in Babylonian times meant selling all of the pretty girls to the highest buyer and giving away the ones who weren't purchased. Gross. Does that sound a bit like slavery for women? A little it bit. Was. Barf. The idea of romantic love and weddings didn't come around to replace this older idea until much later in history. Jeez. I never so thought much. about that. Ooh. Right? Okay. It's so, a gorgeous gown. So this is where it this is where you're gonna be like, wow, you already fucking said that, Nimrod. Well, I don't wear. <laughs> okay. This is the article. <laughs> Before Queen Victoria's game changing wedding, the color of the bride's dress was under a lot of less <laughs> the color of the bride's dress was under a lot less scrutiny. In most cases, a woman got married wearing whatever color their best dress happened to be. Oh, sorry, this isn't the part that repeats. The she's color yelling white. at you because she's very passionate about having to repeat herself. I don't want to, but I remember reading and being like, I fucking already read this. Shut whatever color their best dress happened to be. The color white in those days was usually only worn worn wound worn. By the very wealthy or royal members of society. The reasons for this included the difficulty of keeping white clothing clean. Hashtag moms. As well as how expensive the fabric was. Yep. Essentially, the color white was used to convey wealth rather than purity. The la That latter association came along much later. So, as with many other symbolic ceremonies from around the world... The colors selected for wedding dresses have meaning assigned to them. Huh. For Western brides, white is seen to represent purity and new beginnings. For Eastern brides, however, red is more common and represents life, luck, and celebration. Beautiful. Great. Huh. I want to get married. The preferred color varies. Just kidding. Twice is enough. 
The preferred color varies widely around the world and with some countries like India and Nigeria embracing very colorful clothing for weddings. I love that. We I have love listeners in both and hey. your cultures are gorgeous. You're beautiful. If wedding any of you were, yeah, please um, show us your whole wedding party. You want to see it? Uh, yes, please. Okay, not only did brides wear white before Queen Victoria did, but there was also several royals who are documented as having worn white gowns on their wedding days. One example is Princess Philippa. 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 Love it. Philippa. Philippa. Of England. I think it's Philippa. P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A. Philippa. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, so Princess Philippa of Philippa of England who did so back in 1406, and, and another is Mary, Queen of Scots in 1558. However, wearing white was still considered non-traditional by the time Queen Victoria turned the standard on its head. So, other women may have worn white in the past, but Victoria's combination of breaking tradition and showing her support for her kingdom really sealed the deal for her to become the trendsetter. Since she was already the Queen of England before her wedding, she had the freedom to break tradition and went in where she wanted to and express herself exactly as she desired. Hell yeah. In addition to being the bride who inspired all that came after her to wear white, Victoria is also the one who declared that guests couldn't wear white to the wedding. <laughs> For Queen Victoria's dress, the lace components alone cost um, a thousand pounds. This it's a, in, that, in that time. The particular type she chose to use is called Honiton lace, H-O-N-I-T-O-N, Honiton. Uh-huh. And it was made over the course of nine months by over 200 people. The lace mask makers, not maskers, the lace makers were struggling financially. So this is where I kind of like Queen Victoria. The lace makers were struggling financially with each employee making very little money for their incredibly detailed and elaborate work. They were also completing... No, oh, they weren't, Shauna. They were also competing <laughs> with newly invented machines that spun lace almost as well as they did it by hand, and much faster. Aww. Queen Victoria, however, gave them enough work through her commission to help them survive the winter that year, with her veil alone costing six weeks of work. Find your brain and use it with your tongue. The lace That's makers so were extremely grateful to the young queen and her gown... Choice was a great example of her thoughtfulness toward her kingdom. Oh, Queen Victoria. Oh, right? Breathtaking. So, Queen Victoria set quite a few trends with her somewhat untraditional wedding. Among them were her flower crown instead of her traditional crown, the white dress and forbidding the white dress and forbidding anyone else except her bridal party from wearing white to the ceremony. She was so intent on creating a unique look that the patterns for her dress and even for the lace that adorned it were destroyed after they were completed. There was, however, a huge uptick in brides copying her use of Honiton lace <laughs> after the wedding. Even though her pattern was hers alone, the support of the lace industry was exactly what she had intended. So... Not content to use her beautiful dress just once, Queen Victoria used the gorgeous Honiton lace for many occasions. Occasions. She wore her wedding lace um, at... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what? What did she wear? I couldn't, I couldn't figure out the word, and it was at. Nicole, the word... <laughs> um, at. <laughs> this is what you guys are here for. I don't know if this is the same dress, but if it is, it's gorgeous. She wore her wedding. 
place at Oliver Children's Christening, 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 Christenings. You're right, Christenings. Yeah. In several of their weddings, the lace was also made into a royal christening gown that was used by royal babies all the way up until 2008. Holy crap! When a replica had to be had to start being used. When Victoria died, she was buried with her wedding veil over her face. So this one's here's and this is where it ends. Sorry. Most modern brides want to be the only one dressed in white for their weddings, but this... Why do you do this silly thing? It makes me think of the episode of The Office, and Kelly gets a dress and it's white. <laughs> it's just not getting married. But this wasn't... Okay. Most modern brides want to be the only one dressed in white for their weddings, but this wasn't the case for newly royal Kate Middleton. In 2011, the Duchess made Prince William with her sister Pippa Middleton, also donning a white gown, although... The all-white bridal party color scheme isn't all that common anymore. It was a nod to Queen Victoria's wedding white over a hundred years ago. Beautiful. As a testament to the way she changed the wedding scene forever. So, interesting. Like that, it, it was more wear a white dress to show, hey, I'm wealthy. I got the money. It's, that's what it is. It's not, hey, I'm a virgin. I'm sure. <laughs> I wore white to both my weddings, and <laughs> my second wedding was after I had my child. <laughs> Same. Which I feel like that's more traditional. Same. That's more I had, common. I had all of my kids when I married them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They bring this theory. They're her. <laughs> that dress was kind of like an off-white one. That was your it, was dress. Like, it was like a cream, cream colored dress. It was like a 5'8". God, those are the days. Hashtag silver is silver lives matter. <laughs> Hashtag I'm fat. <laughs> Hashtag um she's hot as fuck though. But anyways, thanks. Sister. I kept telling her I was like just leave Vince and be with me, and she's like no, and I'm like okay. Right now we're camping. We had a shower together. I did. I had like a full on mental breakdown. She did. It's fine. It's more. Because... It's more of my own body issues. I'm nah. like please don't look at the man. Nah. I am a cow. Fuck the. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought I wasn't. I was. Six, I was pretty six, skinny. Stick, 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 stick it in your ear. What are you doing, you cute tiny human? I'm thirsty. What? I'm You're thirsty. You're thirsty. Yeah. Oh my god. I thought he was saying cuted. I thought he was just saying cuted funny. Thirsty. You look like. You want pop? Come here, I'll give you a pop in the blit. Ooh, butt pop. Butt pop, come here. Pop. Hey. You can have some juice. Hello, can you say Babylon? You said Babylon. What are you doing? Say Babylon. Say it loud. Babylon. Babylon. Get his juice. Donate to our Patreon so I can get my son what? some juice. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that uh, she's outside. She's outside. Hold you on, can, we're almost done. We're, all, we're just we about to be done. Okay? We gotta say bye, okay? Right. Where's everybody going? <laughs> Where's everybody going? <laughs> they gotta go home. Bree's yeah. gotta go to school. Donna's gotta go to sleep. You look super tired. I'm tired. We Hello? gotta say bye to our podcast. Gotta say bye to our podcast. I forgot we were recording for three Please seconds. Brie needs to stay. We'll have her come over and stay soon, okay? Okay. As always, check out Fantasy and World Music by the Fighters. They do all of our intro music yes. for any and all episodes that I do with or without people when I'm having mental breakdowns. But it felt really good. If you haven't gone and checked out that episode, it was pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it's nuts. I, it was an Ireland story. And then, um, if you want to follow us on Instagram at Bloody Babbles Podcast, if you want to follow us our Facebook page, it's Bloody Babbles Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're okay. at Twitter. It's at Bloody Babbles. If you're feeling so inclined, you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Bloody Babbles Podcast or even through the Anchor app, which that is on the end of the end description on every single episode we do. This is episode number 21. Our Ooh. podcast is now of legal age and can receive alcoholic beverages just hey. for me, but not Sean. Yeah, not me. You sent her uh, black cherry um, no, don't water. No, this. This, this one's expired. I'm not even enjoying oh. it. It's fine. She she drinks, some, um, send her a fresh black cherry <laughs> uh, flavored water that's not expired. <laughs> yes, please. Sugar free. Sugar free. Sugar, sugar free. free. For this diabetic sober lady. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, our beautiful Babylonians. Babylon! Babylon.